0: I can't believe so many battles are happening at the top of their divisions, but we're going to talk about all that on this special edition of Draped and Gold, Gold.com. Hello everyone, my name is Lobo Boys, and this is the show where we sit and we chat about everything NXT UK and NXT Classic, or is it Prime? I don't know, because with Evolve now, we have to give it a name, right? But, as always, I am not alone. I'm being joined by the man who's making his way in the wrestling arts and sciences, the guy that makes the list in our sister show, Lead the Week, and the guy that knows how to make a tie work, even when he's lounging around the house but is not wearing one today. Give it up for the real Jack Farmer. How's it going, brother?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little bummed out, though. The fact that I usually like to be the best dressed person on the show, but you in that amazing looking sweatshirt, where did you get that? That's a, that's such a beautiful piece of uh, fabric there.
0: You, you know, compared to Noam Dar sweatshirt, it's uh, the most comfortable one I've ever seen. RealDragFarmer.threadless.com. It was a great, great purchase, great investment, if you will. This is totally yeah. national ingredients, man. <laughs> but, but besides me, shilling for you, man. <laughs> how's, how's life? Everything's
1: good? yeah it's it's been really good it's been a busy week uh next week's a busy week as well and what i love about that is i think it means that good things are coming i always find that the busier you are the better things are uh going on in your life and so uh yeah i had to take a little bit of a i had to postpone a lead of the week this week um because i had some other uh, other things going on but uh, but yeah you will that'll be up later and i'm excited to talk about nxt we had a great show on NXT. We had a great show on NXT UK. I don't know how we're going to fit it all in. Yeah,
0: as other things, Jack the Spy confirmed. But you're yeah. right. NXT UK had a bombshell takeover main event. And, well, I think to be part of the course for the UK brand. The main event, I'll start from top down. Kaylee Ray successfully retaining her NXT Women's Championship against the final boss, Mako Satamora. And, well, I got a feeling I know how you feel about this matchup. So I'll reserve judgment until after you tell me how I was wrong.
1: You know, I want to gloat. I know that's my that's my yes. nature. I mm-hmm. know that's who I am. I want to gloat and and I will. Let me get there first though.
0: <laughs> you son of a
1: I, you know, we're professionals and and when you're watching this stuff as an analyst, you tend to take notes. You know, you're you're taking your notes, you're writing down what's happening and you're analyzing the match. But I went into this match as a fan and I just said to myself, I'm going to watch it, I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to see what happens and this felt like everything it was supposed to be. It did feel like the longest reigning women's champion in all of WWE history, going against the final boss that has a 25 year legacy of being one of the best women's wrestlers on the planet today and watching them have a clash as a fan there were so many times I thought this match was in the bag. And they got me, and they kicked out, and it kept going. Both of them complete warriors. Both of them looked amazing. Uh, but, of course, it's Kaylee Ray, the unbeatable champion, the unstoppable. She's not an unstoppable force. She's not an immovable object. She's just unbeatable. Kaylee Ray proving it in Flobo. I don't know how you can sit there and justify any other female on the planet claiming to be the greatest champion in wrestling today after this performance.
0: Uh, just so that we don't get flamed by the wrestling historians in the chat. Uh, we we're well aware that Fabulous Moolah has held the title for longer, but we mean the modern era. Look, Jack, I am not gonna deny Kaylee Ray. I can't now. I mean, she won. <laughs> you know? right. but, but but I will say this, and this is a problem I had two weeks ago, and you argue with me over this. Michael Santamora is its god tier. She is a final boss mm-hmm. for a reason. You can't take nothing away from that. But even the best athletes of what they do need time to get into form. She had one match. And was thrown into the top of the division. That is unheard of. Maybe Johnny Saint could be at fault for the outcome of today's match. I'm not so sure, but like you, I did enjoy the match. It was a classic. Another recent classic since the relaunch of NXT UK. And so uh, I can't deny it. Kaylee Ray has proven, what, 551 days plus that she is
1: probably the top female talent in the company. But don't we give her credit for that then? That Mako was available and she didn't say, well, I want to wait for her to earn a shot. I want to wait for her to get there. She said, no, you're the final boss. Let's do this. Let's not wait. Let's see who really is the best. And she took her on. They had an amazing match. And there were times when Kaylee Ray could have left her on the outside and got the count out win, but she sure. didn't. She kept the match going. And again, they went back and forth. And again, all, all respect to Mako. Uh, you and I were chatting off air via text. I don't know if there's any other wrestler going that started in 95 that still looks as good and as crisp and as talented as Mako does today. I mean, that's damn near as long as The Undertaker's been wrestling. But she looks like she could still go on for a long time and still be a threat. So I think this is still a massive pickup for NXT UK, the brand that more than any other brand on the planet right now, feels like the brand that says we take people from anywhere and bring them in. And I think this is just a huge pickup for them.
0: Uh, Satamora, 41 years old, is in an error now due to scheduling that they can definitely st- extend some more years into her career. Dylan Matthews says, uh, Johnny Sage should be ashamed of himself of wrecking a 25-year legacy. I know! The whole <laughs> legacy have- tarnished. <laughs> we're going to have gm elections it's going to be jack farmer for <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine jack and skin scott in a room together
1: right yeah uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what happens now man kaylee ray all comers and a rare show of respect for the antagonist i mean who is next is there a mountain top has the mountain been destroyed what's going on
1: i think you called it i don't think the mountain's there anymore i think it's just kaylee ray standing in its place holding up that title. As far as who the next challenger is, that's where Johnny Saints going to have to earn his paycheck. I don't know who you find at this point that is as deserving as the people who have already been taken down by Kaylee Ray. What I would love to see and what I think would be really great to see is to see maybe if Kaylee Ray uh, takes her talents across the pond and sees if there's someone else underneath the WWE banner that she can show that You know, she's still the champion no matter where she goes, because I I don't know. You're right. She's beaten everybody. I don't think there's anyone left. It's time for her to, you know, she already imported Mako. It's time for her to maybe uh, import someone else or go somewhere else. I don't know. But Johnny's saying you've got a huge task ahead of you to find someone that can measure up to Kaylee Ray. Uh, I agree with you,
0: Adam. Guys, what up, bro? Yo, what up, players? You know how to uh, the overruns. We just kind of start late, but it's all good. Don't blame us. Blame UK. Uh, but <laughs> chicken of UK action, the top of the match was something, top of the cards that They had a match that was kind of interesting for the different reasons. Sam Gradwell and his face uh, got totally elbowed to dust by Ilya Dragunov in a match that was so hard-hitting. It made you wonder that on any other episode, it could have been a main event in its own right, but it just stopped with the match. So Jack Farmer, ta- thoughts about the match? One, Sam Gradwell's prospects. Two and three, your man Ilya's going crazy, bruh.
1: There's this one moment in this match, and it was so small, but he, uh, Gradwell slapped Dragunov's back so hard, and I could feel it. It was such a hard hit. Dragunov's put himself in this position where now every time I see him, I expect people to just beat the hell out of each other. I don't know how long he can keep this up, but I'm excited. I'm happy for it. I feel like looking back, when before this match with Walter, one of my big critiques of Dragunov was that he was too emotional. He got too emotionally involved in everything. And now as things are progressing, I feel like that's coming to light. I feel like once again, Flobo, I'm correct. And Gradwell, I think, also noticed that. And that's why he's able to push the buttons and pull the strings and really get Dragunov worked up. Now, my one critique of Gradwell is once you see – once you see Dragunov's hair start to look like Gary Busey's, you need to cool it because he's going to lose his temper and go crazy. <laughs> but after this match, I want you to ask yourself something. Who really won here? Because Gradwell had a big old grin on his face after this whole thing was done, and Dragunov, he was grimacing. He was not in a good place. I think when like maybe the... The scorecard may say one thing, but I think at the end of the day, the winner of the war, maybe not the battle, but the winner of the war was Sam Gradwell. Do you watch wrestling with scorecards? I'm just curious. (laughs) I know you would. (laughs) That's where the answers come from. Small pencils that I used to look (laughs) at. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Minus three. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm actually with you. I think um, it, on paper it seems very similar to the the mid to late aught, Randy Orton when he said he had intermittent explosive disorder. That's why he had voices in his head. That's why he goes to a dark place. If people don't remember, that's, he's been doing it for so long. There's a whole generation of kids who don't know that. <laughs> but but, right. but like it has been done differently because he did try Tyler Bates style to be zen in the middle of the match. But he kept getting goaded, kept getting pushed, and then he went berserk and totally just elbowed someone to death. Now, if I'm Johnny Saint, besides tarnishing Alexei, <laughs> you have this issue now of a talent on your roster who's actually hurting people after the bell and putting his hands on officials. But his run of form has been sensational. What do you do? Do you put the loose cannon out there for the views and for the likes and, scru- and the comments and subscribes? Or do you say, Ilya, you need to take a timeout?
1: I think you have to handle it the only way you can handle someone like that. And you put him in the ring with someone who can stop him. You know, I've always – I remember there was this time when a basketball team was running up the score and uh, the coach was asked, why did you run up the score on this other team? And he said, well, it's the other team's job to stop us. So if you can't find a wrestler that can stop him, then maybe he deserves another title shot. Maybe there's there's another shot at Walter. Walter so far is the only guy that's been able to prove he's been able to stop him. So maybe that's the next thing for him. But uh, if I'm if I'm Johnny Saint, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, look, I could I could regulate this. I could use a bunch of legal reasons and things like that to make this happen, or I just put you in front of someone that'll stop you, and that is what we want to see.
0: I just imagine like Walter like at a spa with his head and towel, getting his nails done, getting a phone call. <laughs> I stop him again, duh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I work once every three months. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting con- a choice to put up top. And it, it definitely was like a shock. Like, okay, welcome back to the UK system. Uh, and But Sam Gradwell has been pretty good. I mean, being able to be that, that bully, uh, I hate to use an insider term, but in the middle of the card, <laughs> you know, being able yeah. to bring out the best out of his other talents. And I, I do think that after tonight, I think Sam Gradwell has a bigger upside to your point. Maybe I would buy some stock in him if I did stocks like Farmer's Market.
1: Yeah. I think that now is the time. I mean, he got hit in the face and just looked at at him and said, is that all you got? And then he started saying, you're letting your family down. The second he walked out, he said, how are we doing? Soviet baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was pretty bad.
0: In fact, that, that chop in the back you were saying before it was so hard. I thought it was a foreign object. I was like, wait, did he hit
1: him with, (laughs) did he hit him with something? The frying pan? Oh, it's actually it's palms. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you know it's a good slap when after you hear it, you kind of do that, like you like you almost feel it through the screen. It was just Gradwell. I love Gradwell, and I want to see more
0: of him yeah and that hairstyle but we got to move on because speaking of hair uh you know am dar supernova sessions i've campaigning to get it a bafta award sorry now it's like a british emmy y'all uh, <laughs> but they had tyler bait oh, apparently was a vegan i didn't know uh and a one of the most awkward but awesome addition to supernova session here's the deal tyler Bate uh is a guy that we want to see more of and and of course Noam Dar is someone we want to see in the ring what worked for you in this segment? What did?
1: I love this segment. I love Supernova Sessions. It feels like a real life between two ferns. The awkwardness and the way that they interacted, these two particularly, I love that Tyler Bates tries tries to not let anything bother him. And Noem Dar is like, Oh, really? Nothing bothers you. No matter how hard someone pushes your buttons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the plays on words with the vegan stuff, like, oops, butterfingers. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no butter. I didn't uh, even think about that. <laughs> it was it was so well done. I loved seeing these two play off each other. This was such an entertaining segment. I want to see Supernova Sessions every week. I want to see these two chat with each other every week. And I want to see Noam Dar finally push the buttons of Tyler Bates.
0: Ooh, uh, my favorite line of the week definitely was "Let me get my massive brain around this." <laughs> I like by saying I don't understand. He has to put himself over. <laughs> I'm incredibly smart.
1: I did think uh, it was interesting that he asked Tyler Bate of all people if he should get a haircut. Tyler Bate, of course, with tons of hair himself. So. Yeah.
0: It's like, yeah, uh, that's fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like me asking you, should I buy a tie? <laughs> You're like, <"Pff>, right. yeah. <laughs> Why not?
0: Oh, speaking of, friends of the show, uh, Charlene had asked if if you were a fan of the fancy Jack moniker. I'm just curious. Your fans are curious. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Nice.
1: Is there, I mean, is there, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like
0: that was mind. it. Hey, I'm, we have continuity between our shows, man. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, And and so moving on, we had a little bit of a a parade of promos, which I pretty enjoyed and I'll go through these kind of rapid fire because they have different uh, things about the Ben Carter uh, getting help by James Mason in the ring is oddly saying that even though he's from England, uh, he's starting British style wrestling, which I'm not sure if it was the right play, but it was interesting to watch.
1: Yeah, again, I like Ben Carter. I know he's going to be great, but how much talk about him training do we have to listen to, whether it's about – Seth
0: Rollins training him.
1: Seth Rollins training him, or now he's training in this time. Just get in the ring, man. Have some matches. Let's see you fight some folks. You know? I want to see Damn. that. It's time. You can only talk about training for so long. I mean, it's it's time to make it happen. You got to get out of the nest, Ben Carter. Wow, Jack Farmer, motivational speaker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Isla Dawn gets a promo that actually features a crystal ball, which had me looking at Amazon for crystal balls for a hot second. Uh,
1: what seems to be next for her? Isla Dawn, this is interesting. It was fun. It was different. I think we might get a, a, a different side of Isla Dawn, which I think she needs. I think we've seen a bit of her. It's it, She hasn't gotten the wins that she needs to really get that momentum going, and she's looking for different ways to uh, to – to capitalize her time, and I think this is interesting. It looks different. I'm excited to see what she does next. I don't know what the tarot cards have for her, but uh, it'll it'll be different. It'll be fun. I'm I'm willing to wait around and see. Have you ever done tarot before? Have I? I yeah, I've. I mean, I've had someone read my tarot cards before. I don't know. How, I don't know the the phrasing of it. I don't buy stock in tarot cards, but uh, I, yeah, what did it fun. say? What did they say?
0: Like, are you going to be like a millionaire? Or are you
1: going to die soon?
0: Those are two options, I think,
1: that you only get. I don't know. It says something about me being a fool, and I walked away. I didn't hear uh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Is that a vouch or no? <laughs> uh,
0: spirit of the show, from the show, Leah James gets a little bit of time in there, giving her a yeah. backstory. Some may say, kind of generic, lifelong fan, but what I thought was interesting was her references, you know, be a Mickey James fan and Melina. That's not something you hear every day.
1: Yeah, I thought that was cool, and you're right. You know, it's I don't want to take credit for anything, but it's yeah, interesting that we, <laughs> the official wrestler of NXT, draped in gold, the person that we're all cheering for, and now she's got a hype video, a promo, you called it, explaining where she's come from. I thought it was cool. I like hearing wrestlers talk about the wrestlers that inspired them and the ones they like because you're right melina and mickey james you don't hear that very often but it was cool to hear that And it's like oh it was cool to see her i love when they can get the old footage of them training in different places and whatnot i thought it was a good intro package and i think now when she's in the ring she's going to be more than just a person that's out there oh now you like training videos i'm just i'm just saying now you like training videos Yeah, I just think it's really important to see how people get where they are and and knowing they're putting in the work. That's an important aspect. Flobo.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) I don't train at all. I just try it, and if I fail, I just give up. Hey guys, I tried it once. I cannot be a surgeon. And finally, we had uh, another promo from uh, Tailman, which looks like a very European-ish, which I know the whole thing's European, but looks very European about uh, taking control by fear, very John Wick-ish, if I can say so myself.
1: Yeah, what I liked about this was the intensity. He definitely has an he's best definitely an intense person, definitely someone who I think is going to bring a lot of energy when he's in that ring. Uh these kind of promos are always interesting to me because it's, you know, you see a lot of them the whole like I am the darkness that fights harder than the rest kind of stuff. That's Darkwing
0: you know, Duck.
1: What do you what do you <laughs> Let's get dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's it, so it, it, I want to see him in the ring. Sounds like we're going to see him next week. But like I said, I like the intensity. This seems like an intense dude. Seems like the kind of guy that when he yells at you, you feel it. So I want to see him now interact. I want to see him in the ring. I'm excited for it. It did its job. I'm interested in seeing him. Um, but I want to see him interact because uh, that intensity is cool when you're by yourself. But let's see if, if that intensity is still there when you have someone like uh, Joe Coffee staring in the face.
0: Actually, you raise a good point with your response there. I mean, I've been watching NXT UK from the inception and, and um, you're more of a newer fan, not to, not to make be a different perspective yeah. on this one. Yeah. So, so we have seen a lot of bruisers on that brand and we're seeing the women's division develop and the tag team division develop. Is there really a space though, for true characters on the brand or is everything need to have a tinge of realism?
1: I think you can, there's always room if you're good enough at what you're doing, I think there's mm-hmm. always room. I mean, isn't Noam Dar at this point, a character. I mean, he's uh, not wrestling. He's, he's being silly doing these talk shows and things like that. Does that not fit that character mold?
0: I, I was thinking more like a uh, like wild boar character. Like like oh. if, if Isle of Dawn went, like completely wicked witch or white witch or wild boar or those kind of things.
1: Well, maybe that's what they're testing out here. Maybe those are the waters that we're about to tread. And if so, I think it's cool. I think there's space for it. I think it's always okay to try new things. And it's always okay to uh, give us a taste of something different. Like, you know, I look back at over at NXT classic with Zia Lee, that was different. We never would have thought that would have worked. And you and I love that. So yeah, let's try it. Let's see how it works. The worst that can happen is it fails and Joe coffee punches him in the mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, why don't I always imagine him punching him in the theme song play right afterwards. You
1: know? Yeah. know, <laughs> <Hey. laughs>
0: it's like Scottish coaching music uh, and, yeah. fi- and finally today next you, UK we have a tag team match player uh, with Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan which I'm really thinking they're teasing a Kenny Williams turn but in a match against my boys Oliver Smith and Ashton Carter with Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan getting the win now that raises two questions one what does the United St- oh, sorry. What does the United Kingdom tag team division look like today? And two, especially for the team of Smith and Carter, which really was drafted as a bona fide tag team with matching colors and maybe some movesets. The last two outings resulted in losses. Is something wrong in paradise?
1: You know, uh, Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter, they're your guys. And so I am inclined, Tread lightly. I'm inclined to hate them. But-
0: <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but- no asterisk
1: um but i have to be honest like their cohesion is really becoming second to none in the nxt tag team division and when i compare them to a lot of the other teams when i look at like the hunt when i look at gallus when i look at even pretty deadly they're teams that are kind of just two of the same you know you look at gallus and they're it's just two really big strong dudes it's The hunt it's two animalistic guys pretty deadly it's two incredibly attractive guys Uh,
0: okay you're like kind of thick there
1: but but oliver carter and ashton smith they complement each other in a lot of ways where one of them is a great striker the other one is a powerhouse where one of them can fly the other one can throw and i think that really sets them up to be contenders in this division beyond a lot of these other teams that have gotten the spotlight now I will say they, they took the L here. They took the L you got to You got to embrace it. It's happened. It is what it is. Uh, but it came through some, some clever moves by Kenny Williams. Now I will say, I think it's just completely unfair that people are saying it's questionable tactics on Twitter. I got to question this because he didn't do anything illegal here. He was just clever. He was just helped this tag team partner, uh, to get the win there. But I would not count Smith and Carter out at this point. I think, uh, they've, they've really been proving themselves as of late, but Kenny Williams, Amir Jordan, they were just more clever today. I alluded to before,
0: but rumors have been swirling about Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan, maybe going their separate ways, either by mutual agreement or by something, a forcible attack. Here's the deal. Are they better, more valuable together in your estimation? Or do you want to see them go the separate
1: ways? You know, with NXT UK, it's so tough because I think to myself, well, you look at how stacked that tag team division is. Maybe it is better if they break up, but then I go, well, look, I mean, do either of them want to be in a, a be climbing a mountain with Walter sitting at the top of it? No. Do they want to go towards trying to take on A-Kid? I mean, maybe they could both try that. But A-Kid has proven that he's not the person to bully in that company. So I don't know. Man. It's it's tough. It, it's kind of one of those uh, double-edged swords or you damned if you do, you're damned if you don't kind of things where uh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a tough road no matter which one they take for those guys.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of want to see them. You're right. I kind of want to see them separately, but there isn't – there's not enough time and an hour of show to, to feature uh, people working their way out. Because I don't think I would throw them in that Heritage Cup division quite yet. Because the next Heritage Cup match is going to be, what, Bate and, and Mastiff next week? like And Kenny Williams doesn't have the same kind of ring to it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I do think as a tag team, though there's so many more viable options that seem more like a unit that I would I would pick over them. So I, I wanted him successful. I just don't know where that would be if I had magical uh, positioning powers. But before we move on to NXT Classic, uh, a lot of stuff happening with NXT. Two things. One, with the pending move to Peacock. Uh, we am still trying to figure out the details about NXT UK. That's still going to be at the same time. But more importantly, than may be uh, NXT moving over to Tuesdays. Just quick thoughts about that with the Peacock move and NXT possibly moving to Tuesdays.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, we'll have to see. I always, I'm always hesitant to just assume things, um, but I think it'll be great on Tuesdays. If it's on Wednesdays, it's great. If it's on Tuesdays, it's great. I think it's just a win-win for everybody. Um, we are getting to a point where there is great professional wrestling on every single day of the week, and I can't believe we're at a point where it's not just great professional wrestling every single day of the week, but it's you got to (laughs) choose great professional wrestling every single day of the week. Uh, and I think it makes it, it's great because it makes competition. Competition makes everything better on the shows, but it makes so many more opportunities for so many more wrestlers and broadcasters and cameramen and crew guys and everything else. I love it. I think it's great. Whether they stay on Wednesday or Tuesday, long-term is inconsequential. You know, I don't think there's anyone that is sitting around going, remember when SmackDown was on Thursdays, you know, like it's, I do. It'll, the move will happen. It will be like, Oh, this is different for a few weeks and then we'll just get, get on with our life and it'll become normal.
0: It is trippy to me that in my brain, SmackDown is always a Thursday show, even though if you add them up, it's spent more years on Friday and even yeah. Tuesday, I think, than it hasn't on Thursdays, but I was me.
1: thinking, yeah, I was, I still, I'm gonna age myself here. I still think of it as the competition of thunder, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> thunder. Or <laughs> well, yeah. like the
0: the actual theme song was like actual thundering and lightning for like two minutes. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. You, if you guys want to see some great wrestling, I'm sure it's out there. You can also check out Thunder. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say like even WWE was like, yeah, you're going to
0: Wednesday nights, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? Uh, Top Story today wasn't even a match on NXT. At least to me it wasn't because I'm doing the show. Uh, The Garganos are in therapy? Why? Because both Austin Theory and Indy Hartwell are just having the best time with with, uh, your boy Dexter Loomis. Hey, it's this SNL sketch going awry. We did it a bunch of times before in professional wrestling but the Garganos. Find a way to make it unique.
1: I love the way that Johnny Gargano is taking mental health seriously. I don't think enough of us do. And so I'm really glad to see that he is taking his family to therapy and helping them work (laughs) through things and really being a progressive leader within that family and, and helping both Austin and Indy learn to work through some clearly big issues.
0: Before I tell you how wrong you are, uh, shout out to Polly. What up, Bumps? As always, I remember Monday as Raw, Tuesday ECW, and Friday Smackdown. So that's what, 2006 or 2007 Yeah, I bet you, I'm the same way. I remember when it was like after uh, The Expanse or something, it was like the zombie is in a match with Kevin Thorne or something on ECW. Uh, The Joey Organa was weird, man. I don't know why, who goes to therapy in a group like that? Uh, (laughs) And when two of them are completely happy, with their relationship with Dexter Loomis. I mean, Indy Hartwell needs love. Austin Theory said he was okay. Why, why would Johnny Gargano put the expense up to go to therapy?
1: I mean, you heard what the therapist said. She talked to Dexter Loomis, and he was a jerk. He was mean to Austin Theory. He was so mean to him, he made Austin Theory cry. And I think the fact that Johnny Gargano could have been one of these, you know, jerk kind of guys, like just toughen up and bottle it up and let it explode later in a terrible way on someone you love. But instead, he was like, look, we're going to go to group therapy. We're going to work through it and we're going to become better people. And I think that. That therapist was just so good at addressing issues head on. And I think that now we're going to see a better the way than we had ever seen before.
0: I don't know if you've been watching wrestling for that long, but therapist angles never make anyone improve. It's, it's,
1: it's always it up worse than when you went in there.
0: So, uh, I don't think well, that's a good I don't,
1: idea to be fair. Didn't, didn't Bailey have a, a therapist thing for a while ago. And, and it was awful. I mean, she, yeah, went we, on, she went on to be one of the longest reigning women's champions of all time.
0: Yeah. You know what? And that was a year and a half after the fact. So it okay. takes time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you
1: know what? You're right. And If you are suffering from mental
0: health, make sure you check out Jack Farmer because he has the best therapist recommendations in town. <laughs> uh, but but tonight, our last night's episode opens up in a bit of the tag team division. Birch and Lorcan against Ciampa and Thatcher uh, with uh, Birch and Lorcan getting the victory. Now, I had seen Bartell in the background when Thatcher came out and I thought it was an Easter egg, but it wasn't because Imperium ended up on top of the ramp when it was all said and done now. There's even more rumors swirling about recruitment in Imperium. So the question I have for you is twofold. One, thoughts about the matchup. And two, if Thatcher gets recruited by Imperium, does he close down Thatcher's Thatch Can School or does it operate
1: as a separate unit? I, you know what? I think that he'd be great in there. I mean, Thatcher does respect the ring. Thatcher does respect all this stuff. He fits right stuff. in there perfectly. This you know, the thing. Stuff. The stuff. <laughs> I'm a professional broadcaster. That stuff is sacred. <laughs> My thesaurus has one page. <laughs> Fair. Stuff and things. Um, so, uh, but I think he'd fit in there just perfectly. I think he has that respect that is necessary for imperium and i've said for a long time i want imperium to grow i want them to recruit i want them to spread their message of respecting the ring i think there's so many people who don't respect the ring and i think that the message that imperium spreads is just one of positivity and respecting things like the ring did i say respect the ring (laughs) (laughs)
0: for emphasis, I'll say. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Dylan raises a good point, though. He says, Thatcher needs a makeover to join Imperium. And what does that mean? Like black trunks, uh, new teeth? Like, what is that? What do you think?
1: (laughs) Um, You know, I get what you're saying, Dylan. And I'm inclined to agree. But then I look at Alexander Wolf, and I think when he first joined, he didn't seem like he fit that kind of mold. But now I couldn't imagine Imperium without him. Uh, I think maybe it's more us that needs to get used to Thatcher in that jumpsuit. Um, and I think maybe Walter needs to slap him around a little bit to make sure that he, uh, he falls, you know, falls in line the way he's supposed to. But uh, I, th- I think he can fit in.
0: So Elliot makes a good point that Alexander Wolf was in ring comp and I am not denying that, but you, you can't, you can't say uh, um, ring comp without mentioning the three year detour that was sanity. Like, it was like a such a different departure for his character to go back to that to me it was like, the Oh, okay, cool. All right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah.
0: Jack Farmer does not respect the ring at all. He, he taps I, out, he rolls out. He
1: I respect the ring. I understand. That's why I'm a perfect fit for Imperium. Dylan and myself, both of us. Dylan gets it. Dylan understands. Dylan has respect for these things. And that's why I think both of us are Imperium shoe ins.
0: Uh, Adam Gotham says, Japanese to finally give up on the hair experiment. Look, man, as a man who shaves his head weekly, Sometimes you don't feel like shaving your head, bro. It's a lot of work. Get the mirror just right, making sure you don't miss a passion there. I, I, I can relate. I, can, I can't believe i defending Champa. That's how desperate I, I feel about the whole beard thing, the, the hair thing.
1: In your uh, defense, I get lazy and don't shave my face sometimes. So how can I complain about someone <laughs> shaving their head?
0: Oh, man, Champa! <laughs> it's not going to come in down Let's talk about his main event, man. Uh, It was said next week we're getting two huge title matches, NXT Women's title match and NXT title match with uh, Balor taking on Cole. But tonight we got Balor against Roderick Strong, which is interesting for two reasons. One, the actual match was an instant classic that would probably be forgotten as a hidden gem, unfortunately. And two, you don't usually see champions like Finn Balor wrestling week after week. So do you think
1: there's some shenanigans will be afoot at next week's contest? Yeah, looking at next week's card, I was thinking, what did we do to deserve this? This is great. Is this like a, t- like a mini takeover? I don't know what's going on, but they, uh, it's, it's crazy that we're getting that kind of match. Roderick Strong versus Finn Balor told so many stories. The first, obviously, being the, the broadcast team alluded to it. Roderick Strong not wearing Undisputed Era gear, not coming out to their music. I think this is just for everyone to realize undisputed era is dead and gone and they're not coming back
0: dead and gone, dead but. and gone. <laughs> <laughs> Off will keep everything. Yeah.
1: But, <laughs> but I do want to say uh, Roderick Strong, uh, they also alluded to on commentary. He's been in the crossfire of a lot of people and they said they felt bad for him. I don't want anyone to feel bad for Roderick Strong and not because he deserves to be in a crosshair, but anyone who doesn't think that Roderick Strong has what it takes to hang with the guys at the very top of NXT don't understand just how talented the Messiah of the Backbreaker really is. He has a long history of being at the top of companies. He has a long history of wrestling the very best. And I think in a lot of ways, getting away from Undisputed Era is going to give us a chance to see a Roderick Strong that hangs with the best again.
0: I am inclined to agree. The thing about Roderick Strong pre-NXT was his strikes and how hard they were. And him in NXT was Uh, starting to gel. In fact, I thought that the run with him and Pete Dunn was going to be the start of that, because Pete Dunn is uh, tough for a whole different reason. But the Unisputed Era, it really felt like, while it was cool to have a a team of four, and they changed a logo when when they hired him, or when they recruited him, it did feel like he was the fourth guy. It didn't feel like an alliance of equals. It felt like it was Roderick and the boys. Or the boys and Roderick, right? Take your younger brother with you to the store. Oh, come on, Ma. Come on, Roddy. Uh, But so now, it it could be a chance. Don't think he's quite there yet. The mucus is kind of generic. It could be a the, 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 the gear doesn't quite hit home for me, but there might be a chance for him to show what he can do. Uh, Adam says, nothing's ever dead in pro wrestling the comments, Well, I agree. And Elliot says, uh, I think TakeOver is Kyle versus Cole and Cross versus Balor. Kyle calls Cole the title. Maybe Kyle beats Cross in the summer. I don't fantasy book, but if that happened, I'd watch. And <laughs> Dylan Matthew yeah. continues, just a weekly reminder that Rookie of the Year, Pat if he was right. Pat was right. You can't be Rookie of the Year if you haven't won a match. (laughs) with a
1: bullet pat mcafee is the rookie of the year see you guys are just stop the only thing that would make me say he's not the rookie of the year is i just don't know if rookie of the year is big enough for pat mcafee i think maybe mvp of the year maybe the the star of the year rookie of the year is too constricting for a guy like pat mcafee that's the only asterisk i put on that and i'm a guy that knows asterisks i feel like that
0: steve harvey meme like Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> there's, there's no way that Pat Magnus rookie of the year. I get it. He's fantastic. I never said he wasn't. But this whole thing of him being number one contender or to go to Mania or rookie of the year, it's, it's just, it's farcical. Farcical.
1: All nah. I can say is if he wanted to be the SmackDown champion, Roman Reigns would say, I acknowledge you and pass over the title. <laughs> now you're just, no. No, no, no,
0: no, no. I'm not doing it. Not, not doing it. Nope. It's true, <laughs> I yeah. can just imagine. I think imagine Roderick raise like snapping the neck of his own cousin and be like, Oh, Pat McAfee's here. I quit. <laughs> I just yeah. did not see that happening.
1: Yeah, uh, I think, uh, I think if uh, he wanted to be the Raw champion, Bobby Lashley would say, You know what, you've worked long enough to earn this. Here you go, and pass it on over to him. <laughs>
0: this is like Chuck Norris facts. Uh, this is so dumb. I, I, I can't, I can't do it. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of things that I thought uh, were well-written but poorly executed, (laughs) 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 the things we we saw was the in-ring debut or or in-arena debut of L.A. Knight. Now, here is somebody just a week ago saying he'll come on, on his turns and his time, and he did, and a promo that was good. But pretty much par for the course for Eli Drake. With Mm -hmm. Bronson Reed coming out for his match. I guess he took some kind of offense to that. Getting involved in Bronson's rematch with Cameron Grimes. Now, I like this segment for a bunch of reasons. One, Bronson Reed gets a little bit of an angle, a personal vendetta, besides that North American title story like he has in the back of the, the back of the burner cooker. Two, mm-hmm. LA Knight has a feud out of the box in Bronson Reed because he was disrespected because Bronson Reed came in his time. And three, we finally know how two damn Cameron Grimes actually wrestles in a match. Hits all the marks. But Jack farmer why was this kind of okay?
1: Because you don't appreciate great TV, Flobo. That's what it is. There now, it is, guys. <laughs> See you next week. So, LA Night. Uh, it's still gonna take. It's gonna take a while for me to get used to uh, LA Night. But um, I think he came out, sounded great on the mic, said what he's gonna do. He basically called out everyone who does the flips and kicks and tricks and things like that. Which par is- for the course these days. No no I was going to say it is kind of a thing the especially you guys who've been around for a while seem to be going after the younger guys doing the flips and tricks but it's fine I think you can say something that people know and do but do it in a good way you know like the rock challenging for the title he'd get on the microphone and say I'm challenging for the title but he would do it in the rock's way and make it great and that's what LA Knight is very good at the best thing about this though Flobo was that he aligned himself with the rich guy he aligned himself with the dude throwing out money and i can't tell you flobo how much i identified with la night at the end of this show this guy comes out representing la being a star talking a lot and then seeing a guy throwing money around and going you know what i'm gonna help you out buddy i love la night i'm invested in him i think he's gonna be fun to watch i identify with him Well, LA Knight will be having nightmares. See, I hate puns. Anyway, Bronson
0: Reed will get his revenge next week. And when it happens, it's going to be pretty brutal. It's going to be a clash. And the question I have now is on this NXT roster, and we always, not always, but the wrestling community complains that NXT is great, but it's not as great as it used to be. You know, it's not great as it used to be. You have these fantastic tools, and Cameron Grimes, and Bronson Reed, and LA Knight now, where do they fit in? If the NA NA title is tied up with the way in Gargano, what can be done with this to really put some eyes on the screens?
1: I think just letting these guys go at it. I think Bronson Reed's a star. We've talked about it before. He's someone that is going to do big things. And so having him in the ring with a guy like an LA Knight who can talk on the microphone the way he does, that's how you get one of those – one of those rivalries that isn't quite for a title yet, still people establishing themselves. And as a fan, what I love about it is there are two guys who are in situations right now that can't lose. Bronson Reed can't lose right now. Bronson Reed needs to get wins. L.A. Knight, he's in the same boat. He can't afford to lose. He just talked a big game. He just told us about how he was going to run things his way. So now they're gonna get in the ring together. I can't wait to see who's gonna come out on top. Two guys can't win, but only one of them gets to. It's perfect wrestling. That's what I love.
0: I will say that LA Knight is growing on me as a name, even though I'm still think of Tucker Knight, which is kind of weird. But Dylan Matthews was my sentiments. He says, Bronson Reed is a this feud, which is the problem I'm having. Cause like with the whole original idea of Bronson chasing the North American title, you can say, well, Corgano's out doing therapy. Next week I promise you, but with this, it may be a risk that not because of lack of skill, really. It's just the fact that maybe LA Knight has a lot more dastardly tricks up his sleeve. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. uh, LA Knight's been around for long enough. He definitely has more tricks up his sleeve. He's a veteran. He obviously has more tricks than Bronson Reed, who's still on the newer side of things, at least compared to an LA Knight. So if I'm picking the winner, yeah, I pick LA Knight here, but... That's why you have the match. I mean, there's plenty of times where we think uh, someone's a shoe in to win and it doesn't go the way we thought it was going to. So that's why you have this match. But we're all forgetting something here. We're all just letting something slide by. And that is that the richest man in NXT history, Cameron Grimes, just got a big win himself. And he's still a part of all this. We don't know how he may be involved. And that adds just a little bit of a monkey wrench to the gearworks that might change everything down the road. That's my next question, especially uh,
0: irritating general manager, William Regal. It might be uh, a little bit of a thorn in his side in his quest to be the million dollar man
1: of all things i love this you know um some people may be saying you know cameron grimes is going to the north american division maybe maybe he's going to tag team with la Knight and go for those tag team titles maybe he's going to go for the world title you know where i think he's going oh, No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh kiss my grits did you teed i swear to god i can't Continue. kiss my grits <laughs> I love hate grits. I love that William Regal is like, I don't know what that means.
0: <laughs> Rightfully uh, so. <laughs> uh,
1: this is just something that is so fun to watch. He Cameron Grimes will do whatever he wants. He's rich. He can what whatever. If he wants to be the million dollar man, hey, he might buy a title. Why not?
0: He might buy a title. I mean yeah, yeah why not yeah you're right the trillion dollar strap uh, well more of that and speaking of people with uh, lots of potential and I get to see any execution your boy swerve Scott saying he's taking on all challengers he is uh let's see <clears throat> quote NXT in the CWC is Swerve's house he, keeps, house? Tell- he keeps telling me he's swerve important
1: house.
0: <laughs> yes I was implied yeah yes, uh, <laughs> What? I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just uh, you know a, a negative Nancy or a, a, my my classic grumpy Gus or Bob Bummer, but I'm just not seeing it. Here's someone like you're saying, like like Ben Carter at NXT UK, just backstage talking about stuff. He's not
1: doing stuff. Look, he's out there making beats. He's talking to the ladies. He's he's right about everything that is happening in his career right now. He's one of those guys. People will tweet hashtag Rise and Grind. They'll tweet that work all day. Swerve is doing that. Swerve is actually he's making podcasts. He's making music. He's getting in the gym and he's winning matches. But where's his opportunities, Flobo? They're not coming. Leon Ruff I mean, he just happened to become buddies with the right people or something. I don't know. But he somehow lucked his way into championship opportunities. It it was on a wheel, Jack. He didn't ask for it. He didn't politic. It was on a wheel, and he won. Like, what? You can't blame him for that. (laughs) You think that he was on a – his name got picked on a wheel as you're trying to tell me he didn't luck into this. No, I'm saying that
0: he didn't politic. Politic. Every success has a bit of luck in it, Jack. You and I know this. But what I'm saying is, it well, wasn't. He went backstage and yo, man, let me get an opportunity. John Gargano had bought a weighted wheel and put the, the wrong name on that weighted wheel because it went all the way
1: around and selected Leon Ruff, and he won his match. You can't knock him for that. You know who made that weighted wheel was probably Leon Ruff, probably sneaking around, being all dastardly the way Leon Ruff is. That is the worst side hustle ever to make weighted wheels with the hope that to- someone puts you on one. Are you kidding me, Jack? <laughs> He's like, I've been doing this for years. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) He's listen, he's he's taking advantage of a lucky streak. And you know, I'm I'm all about people taking advantage of lucky streaks. I think it's good for them. Strike while the iron's hot, as they say, but not at the expense of someone as talented and as good as Swerve. Swerve should be getting the opportunities that Leon Ruff is getting, and I hope that. William Regal is listening to Swerve and finally gives him the chance to get back on the track he should have never been taken off of. What up? Reporting uh,
0: on Twitch, man. Drop a follow if you haven't already, bro. Uh, talk about things that are just very controversial for no apparent reason. Let me sag team match. I thought it was dead to rights. We're going to have a little bit of a title change. We had bigged up the women's tag team division, but Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez walked away empty-handed in their match against Shannon Bezos with Nia Jax. Of course, there was some flim-flam shenanigans and malarkey. Uh, another referee was involved. Adam Pearce made the long trek from Tampa to Orlando. Jack Farmer, what does this mean for the tag team championships? And what, if any, kind of relation does this have to William Regal's landmark announcement for next week?
1: It's really interesting here. I mean, that this is a this is one of this is a very interesting situation here. First off, you have the historic winners of the first ever women's Dusty Cup, and you have a team that I think has everything you need to be the champions of the tag team women's champions of all the WWE at this point. Uh, they have all the tools. They should have won here. Everything mm-hmm. should have been good for them. They were doing everything right. And then for some reason, Adam Pierce sticks his nose into William Regal's business. And it makes me wonder is Adam Pierce saying to himself, hey, I'm the GM of two brands. Why don't I become the GM of three? I wonder if maybe Adam Pierce wants to kick William Regal out and take his spot. Maybe Adam Pierce is a little bit more ambitious than we've given him credit for on Mondays and Fridays.
0: Technically, Adam Pearce isn't general manager, but you're right. He's kind of like a de facto one, right? He makes the matches. People complain to him because it's like WWE made a point not to have GMS, but then what is Sonya Deville and what is Adam Pearce and? Yeah, I mean, in, in in function they are, and that's the thing. If if there's going to be a a, fi, a GM uh, eradication, I guess then it has to be consistent across all brands. Sorry, Johnny Saints, said Scala, uh, and and uh, yeah, William Regal. But I don't know. I have no idea about that because I don't. I hopefully that gets to be solved next week. But another thing I hope to get solved next week is this is this Robert Stone brand thing, man. It it's tripping me out. So Robert Stonebrand brand signed Jesse Kamea. Jessica Maya, hey. hey. About six weeks ago. Mr. Studio and
1: Girl. Word. That's why he Speaking so, of out of tune.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy your album. Tip top. Um, so, so so they send Jessica Maya and Ali does not like Jesse. Because if you watch all the exclusive videos, backstage stuff, she's annoyed by Jesse. They're trying to work things out. Jesse gets involved in her matchup and Leah takes the pin again. Now. Robert Stone, brand used to be the most talked about thing on NXT. You can argue that's been eclipsed by the title divisions and even Zile Lee. Is this going to be more problematic for your boy, Robert Stone?
1: Well, the thing about Robert Stone is he always dresses impeccably. I'm still waiting for his number, by the way, so I can get some new suits. But that said, I want to give a shout out to Aaliyah first. I mean, she has struggled over the years. She's, But she's been around. She always shows up. She always comes out, and she always works hard. And I think we all got to start giving her some credit for that, some love for that. Um, even though she takes a lot of beatings, she still shows up again and again every day. Um, I think <laughs> off, the, off the top, though – why wasn't Shotzi and her tank banned from ringside? It was clearly a distraction, clearly an issue. And I think that the referees over NXT need to have a meeting to talk about just how big of an influence it had on this match and how maybe they need to keep that kind of interference from coming in at ringside. I mean, look, I'll say Adam Pearce caused a problem. Adam Pearce bringing in a new ref and and having the wrong person tap out is a big deal, but not Mm -hmm. nearly as big as the fact that Shotzi Blackheart and her tank weren't banned from ringside in this match. It's completely set repercussions throughout the entire division, and I think the referees of NXT should be ashamed of themselves. Well,
0: one thing I thought was pretty cool and I mentioned on Twitter is that Robert Stone was kind of unnerved when he saw the tank. I was like, oh, man, NXT long story t- storytelling confirmed. But if I was an advocate for Shotzi Blackguard, if I was in the court, the kangaroo court that Jack will preside over, I can argue that technically speaking, because the tank does not have a soul, It is essentially part of ring gear and therefore, cannot be banned from ringside much like how Undertaker didn't ban his motorcycle or the milk truck or the Zamboni in professional wrestling. I'm just saying if I were to say that, you can't blame a tank for doing anything. It's a tank.
1: So I could just wear brass knuckles into the ring and be like, hey, it's ring gear.
0: If you use it in a match, it's a disqualification, but you can bring it to the ring all you want. You can can juggle three of them if you (laughs) like (laughs) to.
1: I don't buy that for a second. I think that... Fulbo, you're one of these guys that always like to twist words and bend things to, to try to tw- make it around, like <laughs> what? what you're trying to say is right, and it's just a ridiculous situation. I mean, the- I that- twist it- words. You do this that- weekly. Pat McAfee's going to the Hall of Fame with you're <laughs> Well, now you now you understand. But the tank is literally <laughs> a mobile weapon. It's a mobile weapon. That's what tanks are. They're mobile weapons. Why are you la- allowing her to bring this to ringside, let alone Shotzi? I don't know why Shotzi was out there. Sh- the Shotzi had no reason. Again, Shotzi's been getting in people's business for far too long, whether it's stopping Candice LeRae from climbing ladders or bringing a tank into a single. Her match tag team had partner had was in a no match. Affiliation. Her tag team partner was in the match. That doesn't matter. You don't need to bring out every single tag team partner. That's so you
0: different. imagine if, if Imperium came out with like this Alexander Wolf, my guy from the back, that have been banned. Come on, it's her tag team partner. That's how she makes her way to the ring. You That's can't knock her for that.
1: That's different.
0: You know, That's Imperium. You know what, Charlene? Not enough of you. I did not read the book. I'm working on it. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, if you read Nitro book, they have an article on Shotzi versus Imperium. It's very eye opening.
0: Just real quick, thoughts about Legado del Fantasma,
1: <laughs> please. <laughs> I love Legado del Fantasma. Um, I love that they showed Brizongo what real style looks like. And I love that they took him out. I love that they just ended this whole thing. And I, I you know, I got to give Everrise credit because they appreciated it. But where they messed up is they didn't show enough appreciation, and that's why they took a beat down. Legado del Fantasma, look, they said it. It's not weakness that happened last week. They're stronger than ever, and I think Legado del Fantasma is about to start claiming some more territory and reasserting their dominance. This is one of my favorite factions. I love them. I thought they looked great today, and I think that they are far from over.
0: I like the segment. I like what it was all about. And I like the fact that Legato has something up their sleeve. But it was kind of like embarrassing to see someone get their ass kick wearing an astronaut's helmet. Like It was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, just real quick. Next week, advertised for NXT. Besides Regal's landmark announcement, two titles are on the line. NXT Championship Finn Balor against Adam Cole, we saw at the end of tonight's episode. Just on top of the Ramp doing one of these things. Mm. And also in the women's division, Tony Storm will finally get her chance one-on-one against Io Shirai. We talked about the the caliber of these two double main events here, but uh, did you have a preference or leaning towards one match outshining the other?
1: I think if I have to pick which one's going to outshine, I think it's going to be Adam Cole and Finn Balor. I think those two guys have had matches before. I think they always tear it down. I think they're just two guys who do not, lose. So the fact that they're both in a match together, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see if I'm predicting, which I always love to do. I think it's Adam Cole's match to win. I think that he is definitely starting something great after already being a record setting champion. I think he's ready to do it again. Um, but as far as Io Shirai and Tony storm goes watching the promo for this, I was thinking to myself, uh, you know, she reminds me, uh, Io Shirai reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers. And, look, uh, I'm a fan of football, Flobo. I love football. Look, as Stephen A. Smith says, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. And I love Russell Wilson. He's one of the best, but Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. And Tom Brady's winning championships, but Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. Patrick Mahomes might be the next new thing, but Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. Eo Shirai is the Aaron Rodgers of NXT right now. I think that she is someone that just no matter who you are, no matter what your record, no matter where you come from, no matter what you're doing, she's bad. And I think you can't, you can't count her out.
0: I've never, now that I can't unthink of that, that E.O. Shirai is the Aaron Rodgers (laughs) of professional wrestling. But uh, yeah, you know, I was a big fan of Tony Storm. And even though I don't think she has quite reclaimed her pre-2019 form that made her a star in the making, she is almost there, and this could be the match that puts her on that stage. Um, I hope that that one outshines. I hope that would end the night, because even though those two matches are pretty much takeover worthy, there's something about the Finn Balor match the Adam Cole match. think. I'm thinking shenanigans. I'm not sure what kind of shenanigans or what that means, but with too many moving parts. The rest of you understood error around who's going to lie themselves with Finn for a new challenger, where's Karrion Cross? has been, It's Pat McAfee returning. Something's going to happen that match where I'm claiming shenanigans, so...
1: Yeah, yeah, possibly.
0: Well, it's now time for my favorite part of the night. It's now time for the MVP of NXT. That's the person, individual, or tag team that shined for you, Jack Farmer, in either NXT or NXT UK. So, in your opinion, who
1: won? Adam week? Pierce. No, I'm uh, I was like, what? <laughs> uh, I gotta give it to Kaylee Ray. She took a huge risk by putting her title on the line against a competitor that isn't even in the company that she works with having her come in because she's one of the best of all time and really challenging herself and really stepping up to the plate, but still coming out strong, defending it and retaining to continue that record long title run.
0: Well, I can't argue with that. I was going to give it a of more. I feel like despite the challenges of going to a brand new uh, organization, a brand new system with one warm-up match being thrown to the lines, then with one of the longest women, uh, longest reigning championship, especially in the women's division, she took the champion to the limit and the most convincing matchup. I've seen Kelly Ray defend her title, even if she came up short. Uh, so I guess that's kind of like our match of the week, perhaps in a weird yeah. way or in a definite yeah. way. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well. Jack, for me, know what's up. It's Thursday. We're going to head over down to the Everything Tournament right after this one. But before we do, work in the world find you online? Good sir.
1: Yeah, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. You can also check me out on Elite of the Week uh, m- most Wednesdays, usually every Wednesday, and we miss this week. But uh, make sure to follow Elite of the Week uh, at Elite of the Week on social media. I'm going to update with the power rankings for this week, even though there wasn't a show, so that you can see where everyone stood out. I haven't seen the show yet, though, so I have no idea what those rankings are going to look like, Ooh. but make sure to follow Elite of the Week on Twitter.
0: Well, I can tell you one thing, the the tables have to be top 10. Uh, (laughs) You can follow me three ways on Twitter. Follow me personally at Boys on Twitter. Learn more about my podcast, New Amsterdam Radio, by hitting up new underscore underscore Amsterdam. And if you're a fan of the great game of Carball Rocket League, Novanta RL. That's N-O-V-A-N-T-A-R-L. That's for all my Rocket League memes and commentary and good old fun stuff. But... Until next time, hit us up at drapinggold.com. Jack Farmer, said the words.
1: Do your best and be yourself.